And it'll be the best damn episode ever. And of course, that's what's on the recording. Beavers. Uh, so, <laughs> sneak it in. I uh, gotta get it in there. Okay, so this is the Christmas special, DGMH's favorite things. Any questions before we get started? I've been drinking all day. <laughs> but what the hell? It's time to grab a drink with some great minds in history. So, welcome to the show, everyone. Today, I am joined by all your favorite DGMH guests, Luke, Sherry, Kelly, and Cullen, as we get ready to tell our favorite Christmas histories with, of course, a twist of psych. We debated for a while as to what the hell we were going to talk about on this first ever Christmas holiday special. I mean, it isn't like Thanksgiving. The history of the holiday is old, complex, and, you know, honestly kind of confusing. But eventually we landed on sharing our favorite Christmas stories, and I think we have a pretty good lineup for tonight's episode, so get ready for DGMH's favorite things. So how's everyone doing tonight? Good. Fantastic. Everybody's the least favorite question, because let's be honest, we already did this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and it's just like, as much as I don't want to, you know, whatever. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. Ho, ho, ho. It's the Christmas special. All right, where are we going? We're going psychology now, right? Okay, and I, I have to tell you that I erroneously misinterpreted what you told me the show is going to be about. So I can't really talk about my favorite psych subject at great length because Sigmund Freud was in fact Jewish, so this holiday does not apply to him. But I have kind of three things that I came up with. So I interpret this as we were going to be drinking our favorite beverages. So for me to be drinking a Great Lakes brew, this is kind of where I fall, my wheelhouse. And I'm a little disappointed that Luke doesn't have a yingling with him. But I wanted to talk just a little bit about your very favorite beverages or your comfort go-to beverages and why you like them. Because there's a, there's a concept in psychology that's called the mere exposure effect that suggests that you have a preference for what you do simply because you were exposed to it at some point in your lifetime. And so I definitely know that my affinity for Great Lakes Brewing Company, and I don't think any brewing company holds a candle to it, is because of my strong ties to Cleveland. And when I started really paying attention to alcoholic beverages, Great Lakes was a big part of my life. But where did your like of your, your favorite go-to beverage come from? Were you just exposed to it, or is there um, something else to that? That's a really hard question, because I, I mean, Luke, can you... But Luke's going to have to start us off once we think of an answer because we all know his favorite beverage. Well, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit during my birthday show, which yep. is just, it's the first beer I had. Now, there's something else, though, that goes with it that I don't think I mentioned during the birthday episode. But when my, <laughs> when my divorce was finalized, we went to Permani Brothers, and I'm like, I'm having a yingling, and I'm buying everybody yingling. And there were about six of us. That was a very fun evening. <laughs> but, uh, which may, may have been part of it. Yeah, that, that's, I, I will always associate that with Yingling. I had one of those parties too, so I can identify. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody else, yeah, like, like, has a divorce party. Yeah, that's but. what Sherry was saying. She's saying she had a similar moment when she got, finalized her divorce. And I'm oh, okay. getting I'm involved, sorry, yeah, I'm getting involved unfortunately, a great <laughs> a good feeling. I don't know, Zach, Kelly, Colin, what about your favorite go-to's? 
I, I mean, honestly, I, I guess you're right. Uh, you, you know, back in the day, I'm not saying my dad was a big drinker, but of the things that I most love, my go-tos are, are you know, wine beverages, which we always had around the family table. Uh, but my, my dad always was a, a vodka guy, yeah, you know, and I guess if I was going to pick one thing that I have a, an affinity for, it's, it's probably that above all else. You, you know, I guess my tastes have changed, but I don't know, I guess at heart, yeah. I, I mean, I was never a beer drinker until, huh, makes you for think. For me, I guess uh, for me, it would be Guinness. Uh, when I lived over in Ireland, I was, I student taught over there for um, two, three months. And then that was like always fun going to the pub and then having Guinness, like it was fresh, it was, it was was like the canned stuff you get here with the co2 capsule or whatever but so i guess i still i still have the coaster from o'donohue's which was it's a religious experience to have guinness over in ireland yeah there's nothing like it and and some some pubs would serve at room they'd take a butter knife and scrape the foam off the top and it wasn't cold it was you know whatever the tap was whatever the temperature was we can Um, talk about this a little bit later but in ireland it's common to leave a pint of guinness out for santa claus Ooh, now that's fun yeah i would visit people's houses (laughs) (laughs) wow my actual first year was guinness in dublin so i was 16 yeah it was my 16th birthday and i got a a warm guinness so it was not a great experience with beer for my first one (laughs) <laughs> I like it now. I agree. I mean, Abita's my go-to brewery. I love all their beers, and I think it's because my family's from Louisiana. I live there, and uh, I don't know. What am I saying? Uh, and I think it's an interesting site concept, just when you think of the things that are most comforting to you or that you have that affinity to, you know, to think back where that all started. And for a lot of people, it was simply because that's what you were exposed to. That's what you were around, so... I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah, that, so, that is very that cool. Bottle of red wine. There's something. So what you're saying is it's that you're kind of explaining psychologically that that warm feeling I get when we all sit around the table and have a, a glass of wine, a bottle. Well, of I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's the warm feeling. It's the company. It's the memories that go with that. I mean, even thinking about the celebration, all of those things create that. But you know, again, if you happen to be from Western PA and you're a Yingling drinker. That is a prevalent beer wherever you go. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting concept to think about. Mm-hmm. It certainly applies to more than just alcoholic beverages. Yingling. Where's that? Where, Luke, where's that from? Uh, it is brewed at America's oldest brewery in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I still remembered. <laughs> Sometimes you forget, you know. It's well, the good, nice thing is that it, if the show ever gets big enough that Yingling was willing to sponsor it, I don't even have to go in and add an ad in. If Luke was on the show, <laughs> they should be paying us. Yeah, should be paying. So. I, I wish. So let me let me throw in my yes. So there was a a very interesting academic article that came out this week about COVID Christmas and how for a lot of people this holiday is going to be very different than their usual holiday celebrations and for that reason psychologists are predicting that people will have a very long-term memory of this holiday because it is hopefully going to be the only one we have during the pandemic 
And we, because we are changing, but a lot of our routine is that it's likely going to be all that more memorable. So I thought that was an interesting concept uh, to go along with this holiday. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up, um, just to go along with the theme of this, uh, the show, is there was a study that was released, which was a piece of survey research, I mean, not great groundbreaking research, but they asked individuals to define what the Christmas spirit was. And so spirits goes along with the show. So if you had to pick a, a quality, a single quality to describe the Christmas spirit, Zach, what would you choose? Is, is togetherness a quality? Sure. Then I'm going to go with that's, togetherness. Okay, so that's what you would choose, Colin? Uh, I'd say like sitting around the fireplace, like or the open fire. And that was kind of something that we would do. It. I, we used to own a farm when I was a kid or younger. And that was something we, I remember. Kelly, single quality that would define Christmas spirit? I think just family getting together, because um, we always do it with like aunts and uncles and cousins and everyone, and this year we can't do any of that. Hmm. Boy, this is, I didn't realize I was going to have to like think critically <laughs> for today's show. So, um, DGMH, we only think critically. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I say like longevity? Like uh, my Christmas season, I extend the whole freaking month. I do this stupid tradition on my Facebook page with a Christmas song every day. Oh, and it's yeah. really annoying, and I don't know why I do it. It drives me nuts, but I love it. I weirdly hate it, and I have a weird relationship with, with my Facebook profile. Uh, so I have that usually when there isn't a global pandemic. Like every Friday night, we always somebody would have a get-together at their house that I would always go to, and we everybody brings snacks and drinks and whatever, and that would just lead up to Christmas. So, and I, th and I think it's interesting that we're kind of all describing things similarly. I mean, for me, especially this year, it's about tradition. Um, I've been recently inherited a lot of small, completely insignificant to anybody else but me, Christmas decorations, little 1960s elves that stare at you and probably walk around at night when they're on your Christmas tree, a couple different angels that sat atop on relatives' Christmas trees, and I have a whole tree in my house that is just all these little pieces of nostalgia that amount to a worth of nothing but mean the world to me. Um, so I think it's interesting that we're all kind of describing similar things, but this the survey came out, uh, went to 450 people, and they asked them to best describe what they thought the Christmas spirit was. So first of all, I learned a new vocabulary word I'd never heard of before today, bonhomie. Does anybody know what that means? Because I didn't. Bonhomie? Bonhomie. It's, it's, it's like geniality. Oh. Um, coming together, all those things that we just oh. described. So that was one of the qualities. Gay abandon was the second quality. I don't know what that means. Feel excitement. Oh, gay abandonment. Um, ritual shopping. Oh, yeah. A lot of people find joy in that, though. A lot of people find joy in giving. I, none of us said giving. Whew. Well, we basically yeah, do this yeah. podcast for free, so. Uh, <laughs> and so, and so here's, here's the best one, the kicker, the last one. A little bit of dejection. Oh, that's dark. That is it dark. Is dark. <laughs> Rudolph wasn't allowed in the reindeer games. There's oh, like, oh, like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I got you. So that's my contribution to the show. So I'm exactly right. right? I mean, like I said, togetherness, Kelly says family, Luke, what you said, what did you say? Oh, longevity. You described warmth. And it, yeah, it, it resonated with me. So I believe now we're going to Kelly, right? Who, who actually might be doing my favorite Christmas story that I didn't even think of, uh, which 
mildly depresses me. Cheers. Thank you.